Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Evening, folks. And Fedra Eckers is unfortunately under the weather and she will not be here tonight. But we got a lot of news to discuss. Um, and we're going to get into it soon. But I did want to tell you a couple things before we start, Jack. Um, did you hear about this movie, Prey? Yeah, it's the newest Predator movie. Yeah, I hear it's really good. I mean, it's the whole Native American Indian against the Predator. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's coming out. Well, it's Thursday night right now when we're recording this, so it's uh, it's coming out on Friday. So I'm definitely going to watch it because it's been getting good reviews and a lot of people that I trust seem to like it a lot. You know. It, what do you mean? It, it's in the theater? Is it in the theaters or No. Screen? It's Hulu. Do you have Hulu? Uh, I do not. But I, th- I thought it was a theatrical release because I think that's where I saw the trailer for it. No. It's going direct to Hulu. And it is Disney because it's Fox and Disney now owns Predator and they own Aliens. So they're going to try to do some stuff with that. The only thing that bothers me from the trailer and what I've read is that, and, and you probably would be able to answer this better than me, but were women warriors back in Native American days? Um, honestly, I I don't know. I, I don't. Um, I don't think. I think they were. I think they were brought out with the hunters. I, I guess they could be hunters. I mean, they had a, they had to develop their own bow and spear. So, I mean. What, women? Really? No, I mean, the, the Native Americans, where, you know, it wasn't a matter of, you know, the biggest, the strongest, I guess. Um, but I think, I think women could have been hunters as well. I don't see why not. Well, most that I know about Native Americans comes from dances with wolves. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I've always been under the impression that they were there just to keep a nice teepee, cook the dinner, clean the. You know what? I don't think that I don't think they had the luxury of that. I think it was still a tough life for them that they had. No, to, it was, but my everybody had to go out. Nobody could just. Kind of stay at home and relax. You okay, know? But my point is, back then, there were men and there were women. The women basically were there to raise the children, give birth to the children, cook the food, you know, just make sure that everything was humpty-dory. And the men were the, the warriors. The men were the one that went out, hunted. Uh, they fought with, I guess, other tribes. Um but uh, I, I really don't think that that existed back then. And that's the only thing that bothers me is that. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I don't know enough, but I would I would think that until they got married and started having babies, that women would go out and do whatever the men did. I, I don't know. I'm not sure about it. I, I don't know either, but I doubt that. I, I just think that, uh, again, especially when you go back like three or four hundred years I can't see that actually being a but thing. It's a, di- it's a different, it's a different culture. I'll look at uh, three, four hundred years back in Europe. 
is very different from. No, it's not Europe. It's America. No, but what our background comes from, our image of society comes from that European background. They didn't have a lot of that stuff here until our ans- our ancestors brought it with them from Europe. I don't know. The only female Indians I know are Pocahontas and Sacagawea. And hey, Sacagawea, let's face it, you know, she brought those two guys across the whole country. You know, she had to be tough. I'm sure she wasn't, you know, making them sandwiches along the way. I mean, well, anyway, to, to do that kind of traveling, she had to be tough. I will watch it and I will let you know my opinion of it. Uh, <laughs> You'll hope- hate it. No, I mean, I I have a feeling there are going to be things that I like about it, but I just wish that instead of it being a female, and and I think that the reason why they're doing it, and they even say it, I think, in the description is that uh, uh, they say something about gender, um, where it's kind of uncommon for there to be a a female warrior. So Now, here's the thing, though. Is she a warrior or is she a hunter? There's a big difference. Is there? Well, I'll have to. I'll let you know. All right. I if, will. If let she you was know. a warrior going out to fight another tribe, she'd probably be left home. But if she was just going out to do hunting, take down a deer or something. I, I'm pretty sure she was a warrior, but <laughs> we'll see. I think she's a little bit saying? of both. Um, but yeah, I, I could see again if it was like, say, like you know, a man had two sons, and one was like, you know, a hulking big son, and the other one was kind of thin and puny and uh you know they were forcing him to become more of a warrior and he just wasn't fit to be one but he was maybe he was more uh intelligent or had more common sense um that he had to prove himself and he just looks like an underdog but it it, it seems like they're switching genders to push women and that's the one complaint that i did hear is because there's a lot of male native americans going it's like oh you should be cleaning the fish you should be you know watching over the teepee you shouldn't be with us you're a woman you know and they just beat you over the head with that but i'll i'll you know i'll let you know next week yeah let me know how it is i mean i don't like i said i don't have hulu but uh you know what i am glad though is that disney since they own i think a huge chunk of hulu yeah, you know, has brought the orb is bringing Orville over to Disney Plus. Yeah, and I like that show. I thought that was that was pretty good. I I never watched it because it's it's a spoof on Star Trek, right? Kind of. Um, it's the guy who does. You know what? It, family it, Guy. It started a little bit like a spoof, but um, it found its own. It's it's a it's pretty good in its own right. No, I've heard good things about it, but it's just. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch. I still haven't watched uh, Strange New Worlds either, which I really should. I watch. would almost say that um, uh, the Orville is closer in spirit to Galaxy Quest. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, it it has some genuinely funny moments in it, and um, it approaches things like Star Trek sometimes, but not from such a intellectual level okay well i'll check it out then you might like it 
Yeah, I love Galaxy Quest, so maybe I will. Uh, I wanted to say, too, I also, Spider-Man No Way Home was on sale, so I picked it up in 4K, and uh, I started watching it the other day. That movie sucks, man. I, I just don't I just thought it. you were going to say, like, wow, it looks great in 4K. I have a whole new appreciation for it. No, it looks good in 4K, but it's like, I just don't get it. I, you know, I'm only an hour into it, and I'm like, I don't even want to finish this because it's just so annoying. It's I don't know. Just, I, I disagree. I enjoyed it immensely, but they're just a, they're just a bunch of annoying kids, and Spider Man is not that. And, and that's my problem. My big problem with it too is like I love in the beginning, like when they reveal that he's that Peter Parker Spider Man, and he's with uh, MJ. And they're swinging around the city and she's freaking out. See, now that's legit. You know, you can see a girl or even a guy that was being swung around for the first time, just freaking out, you know, screaming and like being nervous. But they make her too, uh, like dominant, like where they, they pull her into the police department and they're questioning her and, and she's being snarky and she's like, I'm not going to talk to you oh, until I, I see my I, I totally believe that because she's I, always since they introduced her in uh homecoming she's always been like kind of anti-authority i just well, i don't like that you know i don't think that's a, a normal kid you know that she's like yelling at the villains who are super villains she's yelling at dark strange or kind of like correcting him i i just don't like that character at all and okay. And that girl needs to eat some hamburgers, man. She is pretty thin. I know I always complain about everybody. It's like, this one's too fat. This one's too thin. But she is thin, man. I definitely probably could fit her whole bicep in my mouth with no problems. Very thin. That's my measure of thinness. <laughs> That's when they've gone too far. Yeah, it's like if I could fit like... Uh, Someone's arm in my mouth with no problem. They're too thin. <laughs> but uh, picking up ladies, give me your arm. Let me suck <laughs> on that. If, if, let me see if I can fit your elbow in my mouth. I, I haven't done that lately. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, I guess maybe it'll get better with the three Peters, but it's just so damn annoying. And even the villains are, are too good. It's like you got like five classic villains. They should all be jerks. And uh, I think this might be worse than Far From Home, you know, because at least I liked Mysterio. Mysterio was at least bad. No one's bad in this. They're just misunderstood. I don't know. I wouldn't say uh, the goblin was good. Well, he was going in and out, though. You know, like, yeah, but that's what that's what he's supposed to do. I mean, when people write Norman Osborn, you know, he's supposed to go in and out. He's not bad all the time until, you know, they had him return. But for when he was introduced, he would flip back and forth. Now he's just like Lex Luthor. And honestly, he gets a little boring that way. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah, I mean, hey. I love that scene where Aunt May, Aunt May dies. <laughs> huh? Aunt May dies. No, 
that's a, that was a shame. But when um, they're in uh, the apartment and the spider sense starts going off and you're looking around and really you see Willem Dafoe. Well, it's a cool like, scene. I'll, he I'll changes. I mean, just, I mean, just when he goes from being this like lost, confused guy and you just see, see him turn to a look of evil, like um, it's, it's just a great character change with just his expression. No, it's, it's a cool. I thing, mean, though. it it's almost as good. I don't think you watched um, the Good Place. No. Okay. At the end of the first season, Ted Danson is revealed that he's actually, you know, there. They're not in the good place. They're in a bad place. And you see him. He turns around, and it, it, it's like he first looks like he's going to deny it. But then he he puts on this face that it's like, holy crap, this guy's a devil himself. Really? You know. That sounds good. And it's just his expression. Like, he's looking down, and when he looks up at them, he gives the most evil smile. And it's him. It's not like CGI'd or made up or something. No, it's just his expression. Willem Dafoe did the same exact thing when he made that change. And it's really a sign of when you've got the right guy playing the part. Okay. So if you watch Good Place, just watch the last episode, Joe, because the rest of it, you'll be like, this. maybe I will. If it's, I'll watch the last 10 minutes of it. There you go. All right. All right. Let's get into the news. So uh, first, starting with some sad news, Nichelle Nichols passed away, who played uh Ohora on Star Trek. Um, she was 89 years old. And thoughts? Um, it's a shame because, you know, she always came across as just this very classy, elegant lady. I don't remember ever seeing her, like, have an outburst like Shatner or um Walter Koenig or uh George Takei I've never she was always just classy she ne she never had those outbursts or anything that I remember seeing of her um I remember she was at a comic con one time and I would have loved to have gone and actually met her and got a picture with her or something but you couldn't get near her oh yeah you know, you, you, you know it was one of those things like uh I'm at comic con for about six hours do i want to spend two hours of it waiting online it's a kind of a tall order so um you know i would have liked to have met her Heck, i would have liked to meet any of uh oh yeah any of the star trek crews closest i got was uh the guys from who wants to be a superhero i guess um but it, it's a shame she she was she was good she was definitely a trailblazer in terms of the roles that a woman of color could play. I mean, yeah. you saw she was on Star Trek and she was the first person to talk to people and she did her job well. And she wasn't there flaunting, you know, the fact that like, I'm a, I'm the only woman on the bridge, you know? No, she was there. She did her job. She was professional, you know, and she's 
you know, she even stood up to the captain a couple of times, you know, when the big three were talking, you know, and she'd be like, uh, no, you guys have it wrong, you know. So she she was very good at her role in the in the series. In the movies, they got a little goofy with her, but they all got goofier as they went along. But uh, no, it's sad to see her go. Yeah, no, I I remember her speaking about this, that she had met Martin Luther King and she was thinking about dropping out of the series because her role wasn't really significant. It was basically a supporting role. And he convinced her not to pull out because he felt that, you know, your presence on TV is huge, you know, for Black America, you know, both men and women to see someone like them on TV and to see a future, you know, where you're accepted as equals. So he talked her into staying, which I thought was really a cool story. Um, I will say, though, like when you watch all three seasons, it, it's mostly about the big three. There, there's yeah. uh, oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Like there's no solo story of Uhura or Chekhov or Sulu or Scotty. It's one of this big three. Well, I think or- Scotty had a couple of episodes that he was featured in. I don't yeah, know. Most of, most of the time it was, uh, it was the big three. That was, that's, those were the money makers. I, I mean, well, I don't think I can remember with Scott, he's had a fight with the Klingons because they insulted the enterprise. No, there, there was the one where um, it was like, he was down on a planet. And of course, what does Scotty do when he's on a planet? But, you know, <laughs> check out the local bar. And he got possessed or something by, I think it was supposed to be like the spirit of Jack the Ripper. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember that. And he no. was he was accused of, you know, murder. And then they figured oh, out. Was he, you know, was he on trial? I think it was called like a wolf in a fold or something like that. Was he on trial? Uh, he was on trial and the big three, of course, were. All right. Yeah, maybe I do remember Investigating. That, yeah. You know, if they find out what really happened, because, you know, Scotty would never do something like this. I was shocked when I found out that he wasn't Scottish. I mean, you know, well, he was also like. Uh, he was in the military or something, too, I believe, wasn't he? I don't know. I, I think he was like he wasn't just this actor for his whole life. Like he, he was uh, a man of action. Yeah, no, but it is it is cool. And again, I, I watched uh, the Rat the Con recently, and it's it's such a good movie. And it is. Yeah, the movies are they are pretty good. I would say even Five has got its charm at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at which you could see Jack's face. No, it doesn't. <laughs> what about when they're camping in Yosemite and um, the only you know, but yeah, it was when I think about it. What pissed me off the most about it was at the end of Star Trek, the voyage home, Star Trek four, they get a new enterprise and it looks so kick-ass and you're like, Oh, this is great. They got a new enterprise after they blew it up. And then they start off. Star Trek five is broken. Everything's broken. Nothing works. Yep. It's like, why would you do something like that? Who wrote that crap? Well, I think Shatner had something to do with it. Well, Shatner would think it was funny that the beautiful ship they showed, at the end of the last movie, really 
was falling apart, that they don't make them like they used to. And I remember you used to have posters in your room. I know you had a poster of uh, the Next Generation Enterprise. where Oh, yeah, broke- it was like uh, one of those cutaways where you yeah. have to see all the different engine pieces and stuff. I like those. They, they had a series of those, which were great. And the Star Wars ones were really cool, too. But I could never get... I could never find them at the time. No, I like the the Star Trek ones because the Enterprise and, you know, those type of vessels, they were huge. There's so much that you can put in the Falcon, you know? Uh, Well, I guess you can look at a destroyer or something like that. But, uh, yeah, when you look at the the Enterprise, that thing is humongous. It's a big ship. Yeah. But you know what's sad is... (laughs) <laughs> the thing I remember her most for is in Star Trek five when she does that fan dance <laughs> and she's trying to seduce, I think they're Klingons or something like that. She's trying to they're like a mixed group. Yeah, she's in the desert and I think she's naked and um and she had to be in her late fifties, early sixties. And it was like ugh. <laughs> you know, it's like this is not the time. I'm sorry. But she was there, great. There was a lot of bad things. That Well, his brother. You know, a lot of people pick on like Star Trek Nemesis, you know, as not being very good. And you know what? It had a lot of problems that movie, but at least we got to see like some great, you know, starships fights. Not like not like, you know, X-wings and fighters, but you know, it's like seeing capital ships go at it. You know, and, you know, they they pick on Net Star Trek Nemesis and say how terrible it is. But five was just just awful. You know, what's bizarre is I go online to some of these forums and people say, like, name your favorite Star Trek film. And there are a lot of people that have Star Trek five as their favorite. And I'm like, are they goofing? Are they goofing? But I, I, you know, people have found more of an appreciation towards it as it's gotten older. And I'm like, I can't see that. You know, it's I mean, I did watch it probably during COVID. I watched all of them, including the next generation ones. And, you know, it's bad. But it, it again, you, you have the Star Trek crew. They're on there. You got to give it a plus for that. And they are on the enterprise but yeah it's the whole search for god and then they it just felt very rushed and stupid and you know and spock's brother i think was miscast uh i think they could have gotten a better actor to portray him uh, nacy i i i didn't think he was bad he's not the worst thing about the movie I think the way they portrayed the Klingons was just idiotic. Really? (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's what bothers you. Yeah. Because the Klingons are supposed to be, they are the villains, you know, the Romulans give them trouble and stuff, but let's face it. The classic Star Trek villain are Klingons and just have, you know, like, uh, you know, the girl Klingon, who was a big mean one, just sort of like grunted, uh, 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 you know, and 
the guy who was the captain is like, oh, the glory I'll get, you know, Kirk's not doing anything but the glory to kill him, you know. It's just, oh, it's just, uh, I think it's just hard terrible. They were a bunch of youthful Klingons. They were Klingon youths. <laughs> yeah. Klingon youths. Uh, yeah, their bird of prey would just sort of cruise around at a slow speed. And then at the end, didn't he say, I, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. The Klingon would have taken his batleth and fallen on his batleth. Yeah, but like I said, I think they're himself that way. I think they were just like a bunch of kids that are like, let's prove ourselves. You know, we'll kill Kirk and we'll be heroes. But what was really good was the undiscovered country. Was I thought that was a really that good was movie. good. That's what Klingon should be like. Christopher Plummer was such a good Klingon. Uh, <laughs> I, I know we're getting heavy into Star Trek. I remember my friend was huge into Star Trek and, and like he was part of a group called the Klingons and they, they were trying to like rank their favorite Klingons and uh, they had Christopher Lloyd up there pretty high. And I was like, mm, he was uh, okay until he did the, uh, what's his name? Jim from Taxi Voice. <laughs> I think he was always Jim from Taxi. Mm-hmm. No, there's one point where he does like to beam up whatever he says to Klingon. It's like, Dah! oh, yeah. yeah. I remember when he did that, like the audience started laughing. Like, <laughs> did he just make that voice? <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, I was thinking about him today, too. Were you really? I was because I was stuck in traffic and um, there was an episode of Taxi where. He's trying to take his driving test. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, that. What does the yellow light mean? Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> what does a yellow light mean? Slow down. What? <laughs> that whole show, it was Louis, Laka, and, and Jim. They were the best parts mm-hmm. of that show. Everybody else were kind of like straight men compared to them, but it, it was a fun show. And Carol Kane was hysterical on it, too. Nah, she annoyed me. I didn't like her. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace, Michelle Nichols, and thanks for your performance as a horror. I will say, though, I think uh, Zoe Saladana, she did a really good job as a horror in the, in the new movies. Yeah, um, she was good. She was hot. But she brought a... Well, aside from hotness, she brought a different take to Ohura. You know, um, yeah, she was more assertive, and well, she, she was she's more emotional and jumping into things. Where uh, in the original series, Ohura was strictly business. You know, uh, she wouldn't leave her post, but you know, Zoe Saladin like chased after Spock into the elevator and stuff like. I don't know. It's a. Di- I just think it's a very different take on the character. I know. I, I could look at her all day, though. <laughs> you know, that was. She was one of my favorite parts of that movie. Okay. All right. Let's move on. So this is the big one, and Jack and I and Feder have been talking about this for a couple of days now. Warner Brothers announced that they are canceling the Batgirl movie 
which was to star Leslie Grace as Batgirl and Michael Keaton was going to be Batman. And it's not only is it canceled to be shown theatrically, they won't even show it on HBO Max. And it was it was finished. I think they spent somewhere between 70, 90 million dollars for it. And they still had to finish the special effects and edit it. But they just came out and they said, it's not good. We don't want to release this movie because we feel like it's going to we have other plans for Batgirl in the future, and we feel that this movie is so bad that it might tarnish the reputation of Batgirl. Something like that is what they said. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's that's a pretty tough statement. Yeah, no, it is. And they had uh, their meeting today too, their earnings meeting. Um, you know what's what's bizarre, and I think I was telling you this too, is none of these streaming companies are doing good at all, and. Uh, I, I looked this up and I, 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 this is, I'm not 100% sure if this is true, but apparently Disney Plus has lost $6 billion since it launched and that they lost uh, $800 million last quarter, Disney Plus. I guess because it's expensive making all those original programming. Like when you think of all the Star Wars and the Marvel stuff, they got to be like $100 million, maybe even more. For some of them well i mean aside from the subscriptions what yeah. kind of other income do they have coming in from it they don't show ads that's true you know so and it's like um i would think just recently um it was the first time i actually re-watched like an episode of one of their series you know and I, and actually it was the Mandalorian Returns episode of Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Uh, because I was looking, I was looking for reference pictures uh, of the of his Naboo fighter. So it's like I think I like skipped like the first half of the episode just so I could get to the point where he starts working on the fighter. Yeah. Because uh, they had a uh, there isn't a kit available. Uh, so I got a 3D printed model of it. So I need. I wanted to get some ideas on, you know, kind of the detailing. Um, Wait, so is this the group that you belong to? Uh, this is this is from a different group. This is from a group that I found on Etsy. So you don't have a 3D printer? No, I don't. So, like I said, I had to get somebody. I found somebody who had a nice uh, STL model. That's a virtual model of it. Uh, and then I had it printed um, because the available versions were too small of a scale. They would look kind of weird next to the Bandai 172 scale that my other models are. So I had to get somebody that would print it and upscale it. How the hell did he do that? I mean, I'm going to sound ignorant. How do 3D printers work? Is it like Mission Impossible, like when they make the masks? It's it's like they they put very thin layers that instead of like ink, uh, this puts out like a liquid resin that dries relatively quickly, um, and they just put layers going across. Um, but do they they scan like the actual design of? 
the model that you're using? Uh, they scan it or they have um, or create a template or something. They create a version of it, I think in CAD or something. Um, and then they just detail it, detail it, detail it. Um, and then once they once they get the model made, they can print it at any size they want. So you could expand it bigger, smaller. Um, of course, the bigger you get, you start to lose your detail because uh, it's very easy to look at detail very small because your eye can only perceive so much. But if you like make little rivets on something, when it's printed at one side, oh, wow, that's a cool detail. Uh, once you start getting bigger, it's like, why do they have like little gum drops all over things? You know, so they, they do some incredible stuff. Um, so anyway, I had a guy upscale this model for me to be a little bit bigger. Um, and they did a great job on it. But like I said, it, when it comes out, it's all just one color. It's like a flat gray. Mm. And there's a lot of little engine parts and stuff um, where they took panels off and rewired it and stuff. So I wanted to see what those work so I could get some paints for it. Um, so that's why I watched the episode. But honestly, it's the first time I've watched any of the Disney Plus series more than once. You know, so like I said, I'm... I'm I'm that I'm that guy that gets it and almost would cancel it until the next season of The Mandalorian comes on or something. Well, it's it's not bad. And when I used to get Netflix, and I, I don't get it anymore. But what I used to love about Netflix is that they had so many movies, and that's what I was. I was a movie guy, but I didn't want to see original programming or original movies that they made. I wanted to see old movies like Casablanca or um, the Godfather or Star Wars or something like that. You know, like I, I wanted some place that I can go to watch really great movies. And then like, if something came out in the theaters and then, and in a couple of months, it ended up going to Netflix. I was happy. But once they started doing the original programming, I'm just not interested in that crap at all. Uh, it, it's gotta be something like the boys that really has me glued to it. I know you watch a lot of stuff. Like you just said, you watch what was it called? The Good Life. Oh no, uh, the Good Place. Well, that was on place. NBC. Now it now it's on there as well. But um, and I've gone back and I've watched a few episodes of that. There are some funny, very funny episodes. Well, like I, like I I watch like Cheers and and Frasier, uh, Seinfeld, like stuff like that. If something is like twenty minutes, that's good for me. Like once it gets into an hour. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't want to. And, and then you get like Daredevil just killed me. 13 episodes, one hour each. It's too much. Too much. I disagree. I thought I thought Daredevil worked fantastic in that format. But anyway, um getting because back it gave it gave time to let you see all of the legal proceedings. Who and how cares? they handed the cases. Cares character, whatever. I don't need to know what kind of underwear he buys or which size his shoes are. They didn't do that, but they probably did. They probably did. They just put too much crap in there. I'm sorry. I would rather, I always say this give me a Daredevil movie with that cast in it. 
you know, increase the budget so we can see Daredevil in a kick-ass costume doing Daredevil stuff. I'd be so happy, you know. I like the Daredevil costume. Granted, you didn't get it till the end of the first. No, season. yeah, I mean it's okay, but I'm just saying that if you give them more budget, they they can make the costume even better. And, and or, the same thing, but even season two, season two actually made the Punisher an interesting character for me. All right. Well, let's get back to Batgirl. Okay. So the New York Post was the first one to report it. They said that the leaders of the studio determined ultimately, in spite of reshoots and increased budget, that it did not work, according to insiders. The new owners and management were committed to making DC titles big theatrical event films, and Batgirl isn't it. Um, So at first, people were like, ah, New York Post. They're full of crap. They don't know what they're talking about. But then everybody started getting confirmations. Um, like the Hollywood Reporter, they came out and said, yeah, it's true. They're canceling Batgirl. Uh, oh, this is it. So this guy, Steve Weintraub, which I've heard before, and he confirmed it. And he said that he knew people that had seen the Batgirl movie because they had screened it to audiences. And uh the, you know, the people that he said saw it said it was a huge disappointment. He said the costumes looked very cheap, especially Keaton's Batman costume. And they were assuming that they were going to dump it onto HBO Max. But it's kind of weird because it's like I, I read a couple of articles on this and they don't want to release it theatrically because they just think it's going to bomb and it's going to make the DC universe look bad. And they don't want to release it on HBO Max because they're afraid that if they advertise it and say, well, we got Batgirl on here and then they get new subscribers just to watch Batgirl that they're going to watch it and they're going to go, well, screw this. This is the crap that HBO Max is making. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And they're going to cancel the subscriptions. It's just really weird mentality that, that they have. And again, we don't know hundred percent for sure, you know, exactly why they're doing what they're doing, but I will say I wasn't looking forward to it because it, it's Batman Beyond, but instead of Terry McGinnis, they've got Barbara Gordon, you know, Batgirl, and she's going to be the new Batman, apparently. And uh, I just didn't like that. It's like, why don't you just don't just do a Batman Beyond? You got Michael Keaton rolling to play Batman again. Just get somebody to play Terry McGinnis. Is Terry McGinnis Asian? No, I didn't think so. I thought he looked Asian. I know no. his girlfriend was, I think. Um, but anyway, I would, you know, I would have been fine if they had like an Asian guy. What's the girlfriend? You see, it's tough because the Bruce Tim animation. Uh, I didn't think, you know, all the girls said that very rounded looking eye. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think she was Asian though. I don't remember her name though. I don't either. But that would have been so cool. I love that costume too. I, I fell in love with that costume when they ever when they first made it. I was always surprised that. They didn't go wild on Batman's costumes like they did with Spider-Man because there's so many different Spider-Man costumes and there's so many good ones, too. Mm. And Batman really hasn't changed that much throughout the years. Maybe color tones and and cowl ears. Well, I mean, the ears have are, are important parts to me. I think the ears have to look good. Um, but the only the only thing that like. Everybody loves the Keaton costume, but I it it's just too black. It needs, you know, like 
the gray at least breaks it up a little bit. It's like the same thing when they got rid of Superman's trunks. It's yeah. just too much blue. With Batman, it's just too much black. And I get he's supposed to be, you know, the darkness of night. But uh, for 70 years before the Michael Keaton movie, he, the black and gray seemed to work fine with everything else. You, you got to realize where it was coming from, too. Like We had the Adam West Batman, and people saw that as a joke. And, and I did, actually discussed it on Rusted Junk with, with Charlie Hunter. Uh, we had a good episode about who was almost in Batman 89. And we talked about the movie. And again, they kind of made Batman into a mockery with the Adam West Batman series. And then along came Frank Miller with The Dark Knight Returns. And that changed everything. It changed all comics. You have to agree to that. Not only did it affect DC, it affected Marvel. They started going darker, grittier, more violent. Not everything. And to me, now, I know you love that, but I think dark, uh, The Dark Knight Returns did a disservice to the comic industry and especially Batman himself because for years at, after that, the comics would look at Batman and like, well, you know, we know he turns into this old psycho guy. So let's start, let's start pushing Batman a little bit more towards the psycho edge. And it took a long time to get away from that. I, you know, the dark Knight, in and of itself is very good, but I don't think it had a great effect on Batman or the industry itself. I disagree. I, before the dark Knight. Well, again, I, I was an adult when The Dark Knight Returns came right. out. And, and that was the start of making Batman not suitable for all kids. But when kids. I was a kid, like, you know, like sometimes my grandmother would pick me up comic books and she would come and she'd give me a Batman comic book. And I'm like, thanks, Grandma. You know, but if she got me a Spider-Man one, I'd be like, yes, <laughs> Spider-Man, the Hulk. Awesome. And here's Superman and Mr. Mixaplex. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> you know, that's what DC was to me when I was a little kid. I it was just so boring. And they ignited some energy with uh, well, Frank Miller did. And I love that Batman. I mean, I will agree. He is a little too dark, a little too psychotic. And the you know, well, Michael the whole Keaton. The world is psychotic. Just true. Yeah. It's not just Batman. He's he's just one psycho in the whole world of psychos. Yeah, you got a point, Jack. I will give you that. Um, but I still like it. You know, again, I understand why you don't like it, but I, I do. You know, it's no, like I said, I I can appreciate it for itself. I just don't like the effect it had on the rest of the industry and the Batman character for years afterwards. All right. So, anyway, what were we talking about? Well, we were talking about Batgirl. Oh, Batgirl. All right. Honestly, so, you know what? I saw now that it's being canceled, I've seen more pictures of her in the costume yeah. than I did beforehand. And I got to say, I don't love the costume. You know, it's kind of weird because a lot of people complain about the costume. They said the costume really didn't look that good. And, and, you know, that was one of the complaints by the people that seen the movie. I thought it looked fine. You know, it reminded me of um, Yvonne Craig's Batgirl from the Adam West series, but a little more grittier, you know, like because she had the yeah, red no, hair. I mean, I, I get the purple. That. It's 
I don't know. It's I was from the pictures I've seen. It looks a little too shiny, a little too vinyl. Uh, I I don't know if I really noticed that, but I you know I know it was purple. I I thought it looked fine. You know, it might have stuck out a little bit next to Michael Keaton's costume, but uh, I, I I don't know. Anyway, so. People started freaking out when this news came out because, but what my point was actually what I wanted to make a point with once I found out that they canceled it, when when I first heard that they were making this and they did the whole gender swap by having Barb recording in it instead of Terry McGinnis. And then they did the race swap by having Leslie Grace play the character. Because I remember you and I had seen who was up for the running of, of Batgirl and she looked just like Barbara Corden. She had red hair. You know, she just looked like right out of the comic books. And then they announced Leslie Grace. And it just seemed to me anyway, that it was just a diversity push, you know, that they wanted to uh, just have a a black actress as, as Batgirl. But I would have appreciated, I always appreciated if the characters look more like the characters in the comic books. Um, So I was against it. You know, I I, I was kind of hoping that was going to bomb or that it would never come out. But now that it was canceled and they're not going to show it on HBO max, I have a morbid curiosity. <laughs> I want to see the damn thing, you know, because I can't imagine it being that bad, especially when you see the crap that DC has put out, you know, yeah, true, it, true. I mean, I, I just don't get it. Like, well, well, yeah, we'll get into what their earnings meeting was about. Cause they're the new CEO did talk about, the reasoning of why they're making these changes. But I did hear, you know, Warner Brothers was bought by Discovery. And uh, that, that amazes me. I, I don't know. I never would have imagined Discovery had that kind of money to just buy out Warner Brothers. I, I didn't either, but I, I guess they must be bigger than just Discovery. They're probably just using the name, but they probably have a lot more than just Discovery, the Discovery Channel. Oh, no, um, no. They, they have a couple of they have a number of cable channels, you know, so I could see them buying, you know, a smaller studio or something, but Warner brothers, like that, that's huge across theatrical releases, television. God knows if they're involved. No, There's there's so much. Well, it's AT&T too. Yeah. I, I just never thought that, Discovery would be big enough to buy out Warner Brothers, but it happened. <laughs> so, it, happen. know, it happened. But he, I, I had seen him like when this was going through, he said a lot of things and you can tell he was very conservative. Like he came out and said with CNN, he doesn't like that they're pushing an agenda or identity politics. He wants it to go back to the old news where you could rely on CNN as a trusted news source, you know, back in, I guess it was the eighties with uh, James Earl Jones going, this is CNN, you know, uh, now it's just the, the anti-Trump network, you, you know, even though we still out of office, he's mentioned there a lot, but I have noticed, I, I do watch CNN from time to time they are starting to change. Um, like they, for a while they were pumping up Biden, you know, saying that he can do no wrong and that he's a great president. But uh, I had seen a panel where they were discussing 
whether he should run for a second term. And they, and they all unanimously felt that he shouldn't. And I was like, whoa, this is CNN. This is CNN. <laughs> you know, it's like, because I never well, imagined that. Not to, to go too far into politics. No, I'm sorry about I, that. I still think it's a little early to be like, no, I do too. Should he run again? He's not even in there for two years yet. No, well, I think it's his age uh, more than anything. I mean, there's a lot of crap going on, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, we won't go into politics that way. But anyway, but I do feel like they are making changes, and they and they felt. I think they're feeling the same way about DC. I, I remember the CEO had said that he was annoyed that Superman was not front and center, you know, for the DC universe and the movies. And that he only had one movie, basically, you know, Man of Steel. He didn't have a Man of Steel 2. Um, he said he should be Superman is, is one of the most important characters in DC. And he should be front and center for the DC universe. Kind of like. He's well, one they, of the most important characters in comics, period. Yeah. They, but he should, he should be the flagship character for DC. Big and all that Batman is. Superman should be the oh yeah, the no, I shouldn't agree. Oh yes, uh, you know. Well, I mean, I think Batman was because you know, those Dark Knight movies were so successful, you know. Mm -hmm. So they they just carried it forward and said like, well, we need to. Well, they brought in my uh, Ben Affleck, uh, and, and he never really got his own movie. Anyway, so. Um, but people were starting to worry now. So what's going to happen to Black Adam? Well, Black Adam's safe. Shazam is safe. Aquaman 2 is safe. Uh, but what about Wonder Woman 3? What about the sequel to The Batman? What about The Flash? And Well, they've already said if, if Batgirl went, we're not going to see the spinoff movie of uh, the new Supergirl either. Yeah, and I didn't even know if... Uh, apparently that was fully... In, that was announced... Originally, uh, Joss Whedon was attached to the Supergirl movie, and then he got fired because of all the stuff that happened to him. And I thought that they just put that in the back burner. Uh, I um, thought that I thought that was. Well, I think you're right. Like, looking uh, to go forward with it, but uh, it doesn't seem to be happening now. Well, I know the whole Flash. I kind of think they wish they could dump the Flash, but they are doing stupid things, you know, with the whole Flash thing. Well, the whole Ezra Miller thing. Uh, I have a feeling I would not be surprised if they just did to the flash what they did to Batgirl because uh, he there was a new story out today about him that he's basically back in the United States and he's traveling around with a bulletproof vest on and he's got a gun, you know, in his car. Um, he's just crazy. You know, he's a. You know, a a time bomb ready to go off at some point. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't, maybe that's why they're, they're not canceling it. Cause they're afraid he's just going, they're, they're waiting to get a net over him before they met, announce the cancellation. I, I don't think they, I, I think you're giving them too much credit. They don't have that much compassion. He's, he's a walking bag of money to them for this movie. No, but there's, there's a lot of, signs that are a little troublesome about the flash movie well all right so they canceled the batgirl movie and michael keaton was reprising his role as batman in it so we're not going to see that right so a couple of weeks ago or might have even been last week they announced that uh, originally michael keaton was going to be an aquaman too and uh 
they changed now. They got rid of him and they're bringing Ben Affleck into Aquaman too. Well, that actually makes, I think that actually makes more sense because if Flash causes, the Flash movie introduces the whole Flashpoint multiverse and everything, that's where I would see Michael Keaton being a role in any of those other movies. But Aquaman is based in the same dimension, universe, whatever you want to say, as Batfleck. Well, I'm just telling you from what I read. I know you would love to. You just want to see Keaton in the Batsuit. No, I do. But from yeah. what I read, because I, I, I guess Aquaman 2 is coming out after The, the Flash. I guess. The I, events I, of The Flash would result in Michael Keaton being the only Batman in the uh, in the I, Snyder. If that's the plan, universe. great. But I didn't know that was the plan. That was the plan. But okay. now they changed that, you know. So I don't think that's the plan anymore since Ben Affleck is going to play Batman in it. And Michael Keaton was supposed to. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. We changed our mind. You could stay home. You don't have to film your scenes. We got Ben Affleck. Stay home. <laughs> stay home, Mike. Well, that poor guy, too, because like he was like, this was during COVID. And, you know, at first there was rumors that he was going to reprise his role as Batman, Michael Keaton. And then he came out and he says, I really don't want to have to travel over to England, especially with this COVID stuff. You know, uh, and so he he refused. And they eventually talked him into it. And he filmed all of that, that, that whole Batgirl movie, I think, was filmed in England. And now they're never going to see it. <laughs> you know, And who knows if they're going to see the Flash movie? I have a feeling they're going to they're either going to cancel it or they're going to replace Ezra Miller. I think that they can digitally replace him. I don't care how much money it costs, because apparently money doesn't mean anything to them if they no, want to just I mean, drop 90 million dollars in a movie that they just spent. So why yeah. not drop another hundred million dollars and get uh, unless Zac, this, unless Zac this, Efron to be the new Flash? Unless th- this new guy is just looking at you know what they've dug a hole with the whole DC property that maybe we just have to. Well, I'm getting there. I'm get the there. money and spend it. You know, just to get us out of the hole to buy some new dirt. I'm getting there. It's getting close. Okay. But I, I just want to say, so I did research on this. And again, I'm not 100% sure if my numbers are right, but apparently Disney Plus has lost $6 billion since it launched and it's lost $800 million last quarter. Paramount is estimating that it's going to lose $2 billion this year on Paramount Plus. Oh, that's a shame. Apple TV has lost $2 billion a year since it started. Uh, Peacock lost a billion dollars. The only ones that seem to be making money are Hulu and Prime. Uh, but I just don't know how profitable they are. I think it took a while. And I, I think that that's the whole thing is that they think that they're going to retain subscribers. They're going to get new subscribers. But what these idiots got to realize is that they got to stop increasing the price though, because you're going to lose subscribers that got in the cheaper price. And you're going to have people wanting to join saying, I don't want to pay $15 for Netflix or HBO Max. It's too expensive. Well, I mean, in some cases, they give it away. I mean, yeah, I get Netflix as just part of my Comcast. 
Mm, and lucky, it's not a special. You. It's just part of, I get, Com, uh, well, Comcast owns Pe- Peacock. Um, you get Peacock too? Yeah. Oh, that's but, cool. I mean, we get Netflix as that's just part of Comcast regular programming now. Hey, you get this. Oh, you know? nice. Very now, nice. Prime and Paramount and Disney Plus we pay for. Um, yeah. But honestly, Prime pays for itself. It does. Order stuff off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, what, whatever you... Whatever you spend, you shave, you save in shipping, you know, plus you get everything like express shipped. I mean, it prime is pretty much a great deal. If you're going to buy stuff. Um, you also get Amazon music too. A lot of people forget about that. Amazon music is pretty good too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it pays for itself. So that's not really an issue. Um, but like I said, we, we pay for Disney plus and Paramount. And as, as I've said, I enjoy the content on Paramount much more than Disney Plus. You know, maybe they'll surprise me now that they've, you know, started putting some more mature content um, on Disney Plus because I love the Netflix shows that they brought over, you know, the aforementioned Daredevil. But uh, like I said, and now they're bringing the Orville over, which I want to watch. But for Marvel and Star Wars, they got right there, ship. They they need to bite the bullet and just get somebody to fix that shipwreck. <clears throat> yeah. Which I'm sure I know you have another story coming up on that, but we'll talk about that when it comes. All right. So anyway, so they did have their Warner Brothers had their second quarter investor call, and uh, the CEO, his name is David Saslav. He was asked about the the Batgirl movie being canceled. He didn't mention directly what, you know, about it being canceled, but this is what he said. He said the Warner Brothers motion picture group has fantastic IPs between DC, the animation group, together with the entire Warner library. Our ambition is to bring Warner back. We can build a long-term sustainable growth business out of DC. We're not releasing a film before it's ready, the focus is to make these films as good as possible. And I think that's great. You know, it's quantity, not quality. And that's what Disney is making a mistake with. They keep giving us so much crap, but we just want something good, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and that's what his focus is. So there are a lot of people that hate the fact that he canceled this movie, but I applaud him if he thinks that he's got a plan. Oh, so anyway, so he says, he said, DC is the top of our list right now. He says, you look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. These are brands that are known everywhere in the world. Uh-huh. We have done a reset. We've restructured the business where we're going to focus, where there is going to be a team with a 10-year plan focusing just on DC. We believe we can build a much more sustainable business. And he says it's very similar to the structure that Alan Horn, Bob Iger, and Kevin Feige put together that would work very effectively with Disney. And they got Alan Horn to work at DC now, at Warner Brothers. So he's going to be working with them. Like he w- It was him, Bob Iger, and Kevin Feige that put together the MCU. So 
That's pretty good. That sounds good. We think we have a much, uh, we think we can build a much stronger, suitable, sustainable growth business out of DC. All right. I think I said that. He says, we've seen the Flash, Black Adam, and Shazam 2. And he said, we are very excited about them. We've seen them. We think they're terrific. And we think we can make them even better. So when he says he thinks we can make them even better, I think there's going to be some tweaking done um, specifically for the Flash. So that's why I, I think it's very possible they might get rid of Ezra Miller and replace him. Like they might delay these movies again, except for Black Adam. That's coming out fairly soon. That's coming. That's coming soon. Uh, so now it goes into, which I was telling you, starting next year in the summer of 2023, HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to merge into one channel. Uh, I'm sure they're going to change the name of it. I originally heard it was going to be Discovery Plus. They were just going to retain that name, but I think that's dumb because when you think of Discovery, you think of science and nature and all that. And I think they should just call it Warner Brothers. WB Plus. I mean, yeah. really, I I don't know why they would want, they would distance themselves from the Warner Brothers brand. Yeah, I remember when it was so huge, like when they had the damn Warner Brothers store, like like as big as the Disney store. Yeah, um, no, I I mean, and the thing is, the Warner Brothers store, you still had clothes, you still had um, toys, but you know what? The big thing about the Warner Brothers store that was always cool was they had so much in terms of collectibles. Yeah, they did. I used to love that you could go there. And if you had the money, you could go and you can get a actual cell that was used from, you know, one of those transparent uh, animation cells. Yeah. That was actually used to make one of the Warner Brothers movie, uh, not movies, uh, shows. The cartoons. You could get... Animaniacs, you could get uh, Freakazoid, as well as all of, you know, Batman, Superman, Justice League. You could get all that kind of stuff. You could get the animation uh, marquettes, which were the statues that are used by the animator, that they can turn them so this way they can get a better idea how to draw and animate. And I'm telling you, I kicked myself for not picking those up. Oh, I, I kicked myself. I, you know, now that you bring that up, I kicked myself that I never got a sell from Batman, the animated series. Right. And, and I mean, it, it was just, and then they had limited edition prints. Like I remember they had a, uh, it was for Batman's anniversary and they had like this really nice, wasn't a huge poster, but it was a nice, nice size print. Maybe a what was it like eleven by seventeen, but it was signed by Bob Kane. Yeah, like, I even though Bob Kane was a creep, mm-hmm. still is like he's his his signature still means a lot to comic book fans. And like same thing, I wish I picked it up and I didn't, you know. But uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Oh, so many times I, I would go in the Warner Brothers store and I would look, I'd stare at a Batman cell of Batman, you know, and it's it would be like $250. I'm like, 
that's a lot, $250. But now I look at it now, it's probably worth thousands. You right, know? That's what it, it, it costs now. I was like, yeah, that's when I kick myself when I think back to that. Because like, idiot, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they also announced too that what they're going to do is uh, the kids and animation content will be seeing a broad range of cuts across streaming and linear platforms. So they're realizing that there's a lot of garbage out there that they're producing and they're going to put a stop to it. And they're just going to, they want quality. And I love that, that quality is the most important factor in their future. Cause there was so much crap on it. Like when you go on the cartoon network, I, I kind of, I don't know this guy, the CEO or even what he looks like, but I could just imagine him like <laughs> saying, it's like, show me what's on a cartoon network. And it's like, well, we got team Titan go. Teen Titans Go, and, and he's like, what's this crap? <laughs> you know, it's like, why is it on 70% of the time <laughs> on the Cartoon Network? Are, do people actually like this? And it's like, well, we have a lot of episodes, and we can keep airing them back to back. But do people actually watch this channel? You know, I, I could just see him flipping out because there is so much garbage out there. And well, uh, Teen Titans Go, it, that was a mixed bag. When it was funny, it was hysterical. But there were a lot of duds. No, no, show. I agree with you. You know, in the beginning, it was very funny, but I think it probably needs to go. And there's but just the like their Teen Titans was pretty good. Yeah, the, when they looked like really nicely drawn. Well, they looked like Teen you Titans know, people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I hate that drawing. I hope he gets rid of that. Like that. Dexter's Laboratory type of drawing that they they used. But Dexter's Laboratory was fun. I, I love Dexter's Laboratory, but so many, like including Disney, they've been mock, uh, copying that animation style, like the new Mickey Mouse cartoons. Did you ever see them? That that's 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 like Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, you know, I, it, I don't think so. I that it's new just, Mickey Mouse cartoon. I think it's it's just ugly. It, just, it is. Well, so is Teen Titans. You know, yeah, I mean, but I mean, at least there's more color. In- no, but but it's just that style. It, it's like a, a lazy, cheap style. It's kind of like well, we want to get these out as quick as possible. We don't want to worry about what a lamp looks like in the background. You know, we just want to just keep drawing, drawing, drawing. But it's it's just we don't have the quality that we once had. You know, when you look at that damn like again, you go all the way back to the Fleischer Superman cartoons. They're like, what the hell happened? Yeah, you know? those those were beautiful. Even back in the day, I mean, those were like Disney Snow White quality. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, those those were just gorgeous. You well, know? they did it. They did the Popeye cartoons too, and they were good too. Yeah, the Popeye ones were good. The early Popeyes were good. Yeah, and so then, I- then, like you said. They got popular and then they decided to make them cheaper and. Yeah. Like you like you remember, down. like you remember like uh, the old Tom and Jerry, like the classic Tom and Jerry, I looked great. It was funny. And then when the sixties rolled around or the fifties, they just made them cheap. You know, it's like, and I think that's, I think that's what uh, this guy is looking at. When you look at, Classic Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, they were so oh, good. Those, yeah, you know, clean them up digitally. You know, I mean, and, and say what you will, those were 
<laughs> those still are funny. You can they still are. appreciate those. I still watch them and I, you know, and I still laugh at them. They, they were, they were so adult and as kids, we loved them, you know, but uh, I'm sure adults saw what we didn't see. And, I'm and they were sure <laughs> they were drawn beautifully. They had great voices. Well, Mel Blanc did most of them. And, um, you know, I, I think that the new CEO is looking at that. It's like, why have we wasted those characters? Like they did that space jam movie, which bombed and it sucked. Apparently it's like, these are classic characters. They should be up there with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. And they, they haven't done they anything. Used to be. Not yeah. It's like, you know, again, it's, it, there's mismanagement, mismanagement with Warner Brothers. And hopefully this guy will bring about a change. And same goes with the comic books. You know, this whole stuff that's been going on in the comic books. It's got to be more about story. It can't be about political agenda or you know, you know, writers wanting to put in their stories and instead of what the fans want, you know, the fans want old Superman. Superman used to stand for truth, justice in the American way. I hope that guy brings it back. I hope he fires Jim Lee. I hope he kicks him out on his ass, you know, because that guy helped ruin DC. Loved him on, right when he was a drawer for X-Men but that guy should, well, I'm mocking him. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because that's all he was. He was, you know, he, I guess you can call him an artist, but he's no writer and he's no leader and he needs to go. Well, they should have learned that from Image. That's Todd true. McFarlane is, is a fantastic artist, but the guy cannot write. Sorry. No, he can't. He, he, you know. And I was a sucker. I mean, I bought all of his stuff. Like, I bought all of his Spider-Man comic books. I bought all of his Spawn comic books, you know, just because I was hypnotized by his artwork. I know you didn't like him as... Uh, you? I, you know, I liked, I liked his Spider-Man stuff, um, even though he kind of went a little nutso, like <laughs> Spider-Man would, would swing around and he'd be in, like, completely impossible <laughs> but he was spider-man you man know, like huh but he was spider-man maybe he could make no he, but he was spider-man but it'd be like you know maybe he's he could swinging dis- around with like one foot behind his head and the other maybe one he can behind. dislocate his his legs you know maybe spiders do that yeah uh, yeah it was just a little crazy but i mean one thing i did like loved about his spider-man was he drew the detail on Even the web. when Spider-Man was small in the picture. Yeah, he, yeah. He still used a very thin line, you know, for the webbing, you know, and the webs on his costume versus where a lot of artists, it's like if Spider-Man's small, they just leave him red and blue, you know. But McFarlane would go into that, like, George Perez detail on Spider-Man's costume, which, honestly, like I said, that was great. We didn't see that before, you know. So uh, the webs, though, were so complex. Yeah, I, draw, it, like Spider-Man would have all these little strings coming off the webs and stuff. You know, he, he definitely is talented as an artist, but uh, not so much as a writer. And yeah. Jim Lee has the same issue. Yep. Anyway, 
So yeah, well, hopefully um, we'll see a nice change for DC and Warner I, Brothers. I'm hoping let them write the ship. Yeah, because because it's gone off kilter. All right, still on DC here. So they announced today, or Lady Gaga announced that she is confirming that she has joined the cast of Joker Two, and it's called Joker Fale Adu. Which what is that? A pair of fools? Is that what that means in French? Yeah. Ah. I'm a French speaker. That's yeah, need Fedra here. Um, I was a, talking to my mother, and she said that 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 word. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It's funny I could imitate Fedra's mother. <laughs> I can't imitate Fedra. <laughs> no, and that was pretty good actually. So it says uh, the sequel, officially titled Joker e Fali Adu, will star Lady Gaga opposite Joaquin Phoenix returning to the role of Joker after winning the Oscar for Best Actor thanks to his performance in the 2019 first installment. The teaser is set to Cheek to Cheek, which Gaga has famously covered in her music career. Um, she will be playing the role of Harley Quinn. <laughs> I, and it will be released October 4th, 2024. Well, I know you're not going to see it. <laughs> you know what? And like I said in a text earlier, I mean, I enjoy Lady Gaga's music. I do. I think she's very talented. Um, but even her being in it is not going to get me to watch this movie. I I just like this take on the Joker. Um, I know from everything you've said, it sounds like, oh, this is a definitive story. Well, if it's a definitive story. I, no, it's not the definitive story. I never said that. No, but you make it sound like, you know, oh, this is such a, a great. It's a great movie. It's a great, great performance. It uh, portrays this character so well. And like I said, I made, I, I tried, I made it through a half hour and, I couldn't watch it anymore. I got sick of it. So if you're Again, a fan, good luck. Enjoy it. Um, but you don't No, I don't I don't even think that that movie was for Joker fans because he really would. Even when you look at the, the makeup that he used, he didn't look like the Joker at all. He looked too, too clown like too happy like. Um, but it's kind of like it's like, clown. Yeah. It's it's a it's a what if story. I always tell you that it's kind of like what if Reed Richards became Doctor Doom. It's kind of like you know what if this guy in the street became the Joker, and you know and Batman's not involved. And that's why I have to keep saying that to myself. Is why are they bringing Harley Quinn so early when they don't even have a Batman? But true, it might be again. It's a what if story. You know, like what if he never meets Batman? And he meets Harley Quinn and they go on this, this big crime spree, more likely a murder spree. Um, I don't know. I mean, and then, and then they have to turn on each other. Yeah. I, I think she's overrated as an actress. I had seen her in a star is born. I thought she sucked. Um, and I think she got nominated for an Oscar. I was like, come on. I, I hate when they do that. It's like, just because a person's popular that, they nominate them. You know, I, I, I give her credit for being a musician and a songwriter, you know, but I don't think she's that big of a deal. She was supposed to be good in uh, 
what was it, the Versace story? No, the House of Gucci. A Gu- Gucci, yeah. I don't want to, why do I keep thinking it was Versace? But, yeah, it was Italians. Um, she was supposed to be very good, <laughs> very good in that. that. It's just not my type of movie to watch. Yeah, me too. And I think Joe, Jack- you know, my, my taste in movies is much less sophisticated. It is. <laughs> so I understand, Jack. <laughs> I understand the low-level thinking. Oh, good God! <laughs> of others, <laughs> plus Jared Leto is in there, so <laughs> I think you're not missing out. Oh, damn! What did that idiot get cast in recently? That pissed me off. Dude, I think it was. You know what? I remember them saying he was in something. Yeah, it was, and I think it was a Disney movie too. I was like, "Oh, you jackasses! Doesn't anybody ever learn that he's box office poison, and then he's a weirdo and?" And people are like, oh, you know who would be good in this movie? Jarrett Leto, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What was he recently? No, it's um The Haunted Mansion. Yeah, The Haunted Mansion. He, he plays the, the Hatbox the, ghost. Yeah. what? Which ghost is that? I don't remember. They don't have it in Disney World. It's in Disneyland. It's basically, it's like a headless guy holding a hatbox. Or is it? Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe there's a head in the hat box. I forget. I remember seeing it. It was like, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are fans of that because it, it was okay. it's a classic looking ghost from the haunted mansion. But yeah, it's like, don't put him in it, just please, you know. But it's too late. Again, if I become CEO, I'll be like, me and this guy, I'll have hamburgers with this guy from warner brothers and i'm like we'll high five each other and it's like we're gonna put things straight it's like you think you're doing crap wait till you see the crap i got and <laughs> plan for for marvel and star wars and disney i'm hiring john lassiter back to do pixar i don't care what he did in the past you know we just need to get things back to the way it used to be where movies were good and they didn't suck and uh, all right so anyway Joker, <laughs> Fali Adu, comes out October 4, 2004. Finally, we're getting into some Marvel stuff, which unfortunately, there really isn't too much. But uh, did you see that picture I sent you, the Lego set for Wakanda Forever? Oh, it was on my phone. I couldn't, I couldn't make it out too much. All right. So anyway, so Lego spoiled who the new Black Panther is. And I'm pretty sure you're going to see it in the trailers. So I might as well just say it. Yeah. It's it's Shuri. I mean, yeah. that's who it was in the comics. So. Well, she was always rumored to be, but um, I think most people really don't want her. Well, you know, like we all want T'Challa back. Honestly, I liked the what was the girlfriend's name in the first one? Oh, well, I, was it Lupita Nyong'o? I mean, but yeah, I can't the think one of her. that her, but I don't remember her name. But no, yeah, she. I, I liked her. I mean. I thought she was a cool character. No, I do too. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we see much of her at all in this uh, the second movie. No, I do. I think because I think that's we had seen the three of them together, and Ayoko, <laughs> that's her name. Yeah, but I mean, I th- I think I would have liked if I I think she would have been a good Black Panther. I I think so too. I think you're right the, in that because the, the story is just too small and skinny and and i think you said it too she's she's a scientist you know? yeah the man in the chair 
Yeah, she's not really a fighter. I mean, and that's what scares me too. Is it going to be another Spider-Man suit where the suit's going to do all the fighting for her? I, I don't know, but I mean, even the same thing. I mean, you know, she shows up in Endgame and, you know, all she has is a little, little panther blasters on her hands. Like, why don't you make yourself a suit like you made for your brother to protect you, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'll, you know, I think we're definitely going to go see it, but um, this is this is this is again a possible Jack may skip it, which is <laughs> which, like I said, usually I enjoy the Marvel stuff, but uh, Disney Plus is actually starting to make me think my time is spent better ways. No, it is. I'd say my anticipation level for this movie is equivalent to my anticipation with black Adam, which is pretty non-existent. Yeah. Black Adam. I'm not all that excited about either. I mean, I'm hope. I don't know why they just don't don't make him into an outright villain and let him fight Shazam. Like he's supposed to in the comics. Well, it seems like again, from the trailer, his son dies and, you know, he's on a revenge kick and it's like, I love my son. And didn't we just see that in like uh, Thor love and thunder though? Like That's true. Yeah. Like, which, which came first. It's kind of like when they were doing, remember when they did um, uh, bugs life and ants. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like that crap. Uh, all right. Well, so ants, I, was, ants wasn't very good. I, I didn't, I, I, you know what? I, I kind of like both Bugs of them. I liked Bugs Life, but I, I didn't care much for it. No, I liked a Bugs Life. I liked uh, uh, Kevin Spacey as Hopper. I thought he was really good as a villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I've seen it. I saw Ants recently, and it's got its charm. There's some fun moments in it. Music is very good. Like the score, I, I think. Is, I don't know who does it, but I really like it. Um, and Stallone is in it. it plays a goofy ant yeah and woody yeah. allen <laughs> uh i don't know I, I i it's got its charm so the andor trailer you know it's uh i watched it i wanted to watch it again and i forgot to do it before the podcast so i'm going to rely more on you jack so what'd you think of it did you see it um, <laughs> well you know two it's two things um when i saw the trailer, I'm like, this looks pretty good. We're, you know, we're really starting to see the, you know, birth of the rebellion. You know, and I, I thought, you know what, that this could actually, this could actually be pretty good. Um, but then I watched the podcast you sent me, <laughs> the little YouTube clip, and it kind of like, oh no. You know that I uh, forgot which one I sent you. You sent me one that was like, who is it? One of the stars of the show. Oh yeah, started a- talking about how uh, Andor is going to be a uh, what do you call it? It's going to be representative of our current political climate. Climate, you know. I'm trying to think an analogy. It's going to be analogy for our political climate climate while Trump was president. And it's just like, 
you know what? Star Trek does social commentary better and they do it for an hour and move on to something else. Why do we need so much time to see Star Wars do something similar? And you know what? We survived Trump as president. You know, we've moved on. Why keep, why go back and look at that? I, I don't understand what, why look back at that? Just, just make the story everybody wants to see. It's the birth of the rebellion and you could see Mon Martha trying to recruit allies and start to strike back against Palpatine. That, that's what we want to see. We don't, there's only so much, you know, political drama that we want to see in Star Wars. Star Wars, we want to see ships fighting, people shooting, things blowing up, good versus evil, and nice blatant colors and I don't know. I think once again, you know, somebody needs to write the ship. Well, you know, because the same way phase four is being, what is it turning out to be a dud for me, at least in Marvel. Um, Star Wars needs some love too, from people who remember why we love Star Wars. Not to put a message out there of inclusion and then berate us if we don't wholeheartedly embrace it. You know, it's like, yeah, inclusion is nice, but you gotta have a good story. Please, for the love of God, make a good story. You know, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping off the soapbox, Joe. No, all right. Well, I'll jump back on. You know, I'll just say that uh, I think this actress, her name was Fiona Shore. She should have kept her mouth shut because what she did. She painted a target on the series by saying that if she didn't say that, maybe what we wouldn't have noticed it. But apparently, I'm sure the, the writer and the director discussed it with the cast that this is going to be my homage to the Trump administration and what horrors we had to face during it. Now, as far as I, I mean, I am conservative, but I. I am more middle of the road. Oh, Jack will disagree with me. You but are I am. not middle of the road. Yes, I am. You are I am not so middle, middle of the road. road. I am I'm so middle, middle of the road. road. You're like no. so far to the right. You're no. in the next lane of traffic. No, you're wrong. I mean, I'm not going to say what my exact politics. If somebody wants to ask me, uh, you know, email me and I will tell you, you know, what I'm in favor for. I mean, I, some conservatives would kick me out of the group if they could, because I, I don't believe strictly what one side believes in. I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a free thinker and I think for myself and whatever I feel I believe in is what I believe in. Okay. But anyway, I'll go along with that. You are a free thinker, but you are, your free thinking has led you astray to the right. Oh, astray. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think Trump did a lot of stupid things. He said a lot of stupid things. I hated that he was on Twitter as much as he was. Uh, I'm kind of glad that he's gone and I hope he doesn't really come back, but he, I think he did some good things too. And um, well, in fairness, as I, I was not a fan of his in the least bit, but I don't think he's as evil at heart as Palpatine. 
Okay, thanks, Jack. Okay, how was that? <laughs> I'm sure Trump will sleep better after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't get worse than the emperor. Why try to make an analogy <laughs> to a real life person? You know, like, come on. I, you know, I mean, I will. I, he is a bit of a megalomaniac, Trump. You know. Uh, but I, I do think he did a lot of good things for the country. Um, not everything that he did was good, but I think some things that he did, I'm not going to get into it anyway. But my point is, regardless of what you think of him or his politics, um, over 80 million people voted for him last election. And those people are also viewers and potential subscribers to Disney plus. Yes. You can't discount that. You know, you can't think that everybody thinks the way you do. Uh, and if they don't, they're evil. And that's what I hate about most people for me that I know um, that I've had experience with. Like, a, you know, well, if you like Trump, we can't be friends anymore. And I'm like, well, why not? You know, if Hillary would have won, I, I would be friends with you. I don't care. You know, I mean, I hope Biden does good. You know, and uh, well, if he does good, the whole country does good. Exactly. That's why I wish if Trump did what did good, then it was good for the country. You can't you can't spite it. But it comes back to like we've said numerous times, just because you disagree doesn't mean you have to hate each other. Yeah, that's that's just not. That's just not right. You're allowed to disagree, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make you a bad person if you have a different ideology. Everyone has their own reason why they vote. You know, and they I know have their own right to feel that way. Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, so I, I think it's a mistake when they specifically mention him. Because, again, it's going to turn away a big chunk of their potential audience. Uh, and she should have never opened her big mouth. Uh and I guess the writer should never, never open his mouth, but I blame her more because she brought it out into the open. Maybe we would, we will see it, but maybe if she didn't say it, we wouldn't have noticed it and just say, Oh, it's just the empire being itself. Cause the empire is like a bunch of. Oh, they're, they're fascists. All yeah. the way. <laughs> I'm not going to say the Trump administration was fascist, but I'm just no, saying. But, that but they, no, but like I said, it's, it's tough. The Empire are the blatantly bad guys, okay? Even though President Cheeto had gone amok a few times, you can't, you can't compare him to Palpatine and the Empire. It's, it's just you, you don't get you, – you can't get worse than Palpatine and the Empire. <laughs> They're the blatant black and white bad guys. There's no middle ground with that. You know, you don't see, oh, well, you know what? He, he, he's a good moth. You know, he rules this planet with joy and love and fairness. No, he's a, he's an imperial moth. He's a dictator. He's horrible. You know, like I said, bad and all that Trump was, he wasn't a Palpatine. Well, I, I will say too, as far as politics go, you know, you shouldn't swear allegiance to any group of uh, or or anybody because they don't really care about you. They don't care about power. Both sides. That's all they care a damn about. I don't. Right now, I don't know who's going to be running in the future. I don't see any good politician out there right now. You know, on the left or the right that I feel is qualified to be president or that really gives a crap about either one of us, like Republican or Democrat. 
I've said uh, many times they all suck. Yeah, it's, no, they do. It's unfortunate that our political system has come down to who do you think is the least worse? Not yeah, that's that's how the I, least worse. That's how I voted the last couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not like, yeah, I mean, I did vote for Trump, but I was like, I didn't vote for him because I liked him. It's like, well, I, 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 I like him better than the other guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it, he, you know, I don't like him. He's just not as bad as the other guy. Yeah. And I want to, and I'm going to make this clear too. It's like, again, where I am a free thinker and I am middle of the road, I did vote for Obama. You know, so there, so there, <laughs> but anyway, um, but this is what annoyed me too. Is so the, I'm not lying. I didn't vote for him. Um, so uh, the lead writer, see, he made this statement. He says, I admit I have no interest in Star Wars. Why would they hire him? And why did you hire? Yeah. Why hire him? And not he says, that you, I, not that you want to hire a fanboy, you know, because then you'll get the equivalent of fan fiction. But why would you hire someone? who doesn't like the material that they're supposed to be making. And I don't know if this is the same guy that did uh, Obi-Wan because the guy that did Obi-Wan didn't know that Anakin and Vader were the same person. So, but anyway, yeah. this, is, this guy's name is Tony Gilroy. And he said, I, ha I guess I have no interest in star Wars generally. And he goes, and I think that helped me. It's like, really? <laughs> he goes, he's taking the origin story of Diego Luna's Cassian Andor and using it to a means to tell a Tony Gilroy story in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, one delving into political, I can't pronounce this word, M-A-C-H-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-S. Machinations? Yeah, I never heard that. <laughs> I must be, Plots. sorry. What? Plotting, schemes. Gee, Jack, I should be going to the movies with you. <laughs> No, no use big words in movie <laughs> I like. All right, machinations of the Empire in full swing and a desperate fight to bring it down. Um, I hope it's good, though. I, I you know, getting the trailer, I like the trailer. I can't stand Cassie Nandor. I feel like he's the great whisperer of, uh, of, of, of the, Re the Republic or the Alliance or whatever. He's just so soft-spoken, and it, it just annoys the hell out of me. Be. Whatever. He's a, he is a spy in the truest sense of the word. He's the guy who's supposed to be able to kind of be not noticed, that can walk in, gather information, and get out. James Bond is not a good spy because, first off, he tells everybody his name right off the bat. You know? That, awesome. You yeah, know. But they figured it out at that point. Well, no, it's like, oh, hi, I'm checking into this hotel. My name is Bond, James Bond. Like, shouldn't that like be a red flag to any bad guy going like, wait a second. Hey, this guy's James Bond. He does all these terrible things to evil people. Maybe we should just, you know, let's let's give him a room and then blow up the building while he's in it. You know, like. He he makes a spectacle again. You don't understand. James it's fun. Bond. It's fun, but he's a terrible spy. Donnie, yeah. you're out of your element. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I'm right there, dude. A spy doesn't tell everybody his real name. He doesn't <laughs> always tell his real name. He only oh, says yeah, there was it. that one time that 
Sean Connery uh, pretending he was Asian. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> All right, Jack, enough is enough. I am Kamakura. But but my point is, I think the trailer. I thought the trailer was good. You know, I no, I, I like the trailer. I thought it looked really good. I need to watch it again. Um, I hope it's good. But I, I did want to. You know, we didn't say what this woman said. So I just want to say really quick what she said. Uh, she says Tony has written a great Scurrilous take on the Tramponian world. Somebody got a thesaurus for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, she did. Well, I think she's British. Uh, our world is exploding in different places right now. People's rights are disappearing and Andor reflects that in the show, the empire is taking over and it feels like the same thing that is happening in reality too. Shut up. Shut up. Um, And you said shut up. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was impressed by Tony's social realistic intentions. He's created a whole new morality. It's very deep and humane. There's grief, mourning, hope, fear. It's not just primary colors here. How, does that, how does that create a, a morality? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess he's going to paint. Well, these are the bad guys. And they're going to dress in black, by the way, just in case you don't they're gonna know. They're going to dress in black and white. Yeah. Because, you know, there's no differentiate. Everything is clear cut to them. There's no negotiation or feelings or sensitivity or creativity i would laugh though if the the main bad guy is orange <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like put it uh, put him in like green purple orange you know like all the secondary colors or he wears a, a red hat <laughs> yes. make, make the empire great again <laughs> Oh, all right, we'll see. Mega. <laughs> oh, damn, my microphone went away. Why does this happen, Jack? All right, we're almost done. I don't know if I get my microphone back. Yes, we're starting to get a little slap happy. <laughs> damn you. All right, anyway, so I'm speaking through my, uh, my webcam, and it's going to sound a little weirder, but oh, well, we're almost done. So uh, Marvel and Star Wars announced that they're going to uh, announce something epic at D23 on September 10th, which is cool. Mm, it's the dreaded crossover movie. It's happening. They're finally going to do it. It's gonna, that's going to happen eventually. I don't know if it's going to happen then. <laughs> when they stop making money, that'll be the last gasp. But whatever. I don't know. I wonder... If it was each one, is it a joint announcement or is it each, no, no, each it's, has its, its own it's announcement? Separate, no, they're, they're, they're separate announcements. They bought Spider-Man from Sony. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, um, I, I think we'll, I hate to say it, but I think one of the things that they're going to announce is the cast of the Fantastic Four. And I'm not going to like it. You know what I was thinking? I, I always have trouble coming up with like, you know, that fan casting. But if they stick with John Krasinski as Reed Richards, where the FF is a little bit older and not like a teen version. I was watching the show. Who do you think you are last night? And he had Zachary Levy on it. Mm-hmm. 
And I was thinking about when he was on Chuck. Yvonne Strahovski, I think is her name. But she she was the blonde on Chuck. I think she would make a phenomenal Sue Storm. I don't know who the hell she is, but I was oh, look, I showed you. Look her up. Look her up. Who who's her I, name? I Yvonne Strahovski, I think is her name. Look up Chuck Cast. Uh, Chuck. Not to mention that, I mean, she also is like, she's Australian, but she did a lot of her own like work, stunt work, uh, and her fight scenes because she's like a second degree black belt. So she can do the physical stuff of a superhero movie. And she's, she's gorgeous. So I think she would make a great Sue Storm. But they would have to go with a more mature Fantastic Four versus probably the direction they'll go when they're kids again. Yeah, okay. I, got, I see a picture of her. Yeah, she looks good. You know what would have been good? Uh, remember the girl that was in um, Star Trek Into Darkness? And uh, she played... Um, Alice Eve? She played Carol Marcus? Carol Marcus, yeah. I thought she would have been good. You know, she, I, I think she'd, she'd make a good Sue Storm. But I showed you the uh, the trailer to Marilyn with uh, Anna de Armas. She, she was, definitely has a look for Sue Storm too. And, and screw anybody that says just because she's uh, Cuban, she shouldn't be playing Marilyn. She looks just like her. Yeah, she does. She she really does look the part. Yeah, I mean, so I'm fine with that. I don't care, you know, what your race is or, or whatever. As long as you look like the character, I mean, and she yeah. looks just like her. I can't wait to see that. Anyway, she, I think she'd be a great Sue Storm. Oh, by the way, my microphone came back. Yes, we, I noticed. <laughs> uh, I think this is our last story anyway. Oh, what is Star Wars? I think what they might do is they might announce movies because we haven't had a movie since episode nine. <laughs> The movie that should not be talked about. Um, or, or that they're going to introduce Leah into Andor. Because a lot of people, a lot of people made the comparison of the girl from Stranger Things to well, no, Carrie Fisher. I heard that they were looking at her. I know I heard that. But that she might be in Obi-Wan season two. Like it might fast forward a little bit. Well, well that's, that's just it. I, I, maybe they're going to announce something like that. But, I hope uh, not. I, I don't like that girl. Sorry. No, but she does look the part. At least they're getting somebody who. Well, that little girl looked. Like her. That little girl looked the part, you know, but she was just annoying. Oh, I thought she was one of the funnier things on the show, but that's just me. Why are you talking about Obi-Wan? Yeah, on Obi-Wan. I, I like little Leia, even though they should have had her break her calm a few more times. She should have, I, lost, she should have lost it when, you know, like she's sitting yeah. in a chair and this woman's like, I really hate to cut you open and dissect you, but don't take it personally. Like she should have been gone nuts, like screaming and everything. She was just like overly confident, you know, like they, they, portrayed her as a brave woman they were portrayed her as a woman as a girl like you could just see her it's like 
some uh, soldier got shot and they're like, well, we need to operate him. And it's like, get out of my way. I'll do the operation myself. <laughs> but you're only 10 years old, Leia. You need you need someone with little hands to dig in and pull that bullet out. Yeah. It's like, have you ever done it before? No, but I know I can do it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, that robot, Lulu? Or... Oh, oh, whatever. The, yeah. Yeah, it's like swab, scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is the last story. Okay, what's the last story? So uh, the Kingsman Taron Egerton uh, auditioned for Han Solo and Solo a Star Wars movie. And he said, he says, I felt that's that. He goes, I'll be honest, I got on the Falcon. I was with Chewie. I was in the full costume. I felt like I got there. I did it. I lived it. And there was another round that I decided not to do. They asked him to come back and he said, no, he says, it's far enough in the past. Now I feel I can say that I, it just felt to me. I didn't feel it. You're following Harrison Ford. No one ever wants to follow Harrison Ford. Uh, I, you know what? I can get that. Um, however, as we've talked about numerous times on the shelf, I don't think the guy playing Han Solo was the problem with that movie because uh, I thought he did pretty well. But let's face it, you're right. Harrison Ford is a tough act to follow. Um, but I thought he did pretty good. I, I think the whole problem with that movie was that they completely bungled how to how and when to release it. You know, don't like I said, I think it came out like what was it? Was it like a week or two before Avengers uh Infinity War or something like that? Yeah, it was around that time. Yeah, it was like boom, boom. Of course you're gonna drop down to zero on your third week weekend because it's a Marvel movie. You have to be nuts to put anything against a Marvel movie, especially Infinity War, you know. Uh, the recap of you know the, your culminating nine years worth of movies at that point with the big some of the biggest comic characters ever and you think any movie is going to do well on that even a star wars movie no even a star wars movie can't stand against the juggernaut that is a, a marvel avengers movie uh, it was it was moronic to put it at that weekend plus the marketing for it was a mess yeah it was you know the mark the marketing of that should have been made to counter the star wars haters who said this movie's terrible this is going to suck this is rotten even before it came out you know you got if if people are bad mouthing your movie because hey it's cool to bad mouth star wars make the trailer into something that's like, holy crap, I got to see this. You know, I mean, I, th I thought the cast was, it had a good cast. Woody Harrelson, you know, Donald Glover, you know, I mean, those two guys by themselves are fun to watch. Amelia Clark, she was extremely, she was good. You know, a, hot, a hot property at the time, not, not, not just hot. You know, but she was a very in-demand actress at the time. So you had a really good cast in this, you know, and they 
Disney just blew it with that movie on how they handled it. The problems with that movie wasn't the movie itself. It's how it was marketed when it was timed. I mean, whoever, like the genius that said, oh, we can't put it out around Christmas time because, you know, it'll get it'll get killed by Mary Poppins. Well, they, they wanted they wanted it because, well, they did Mary Poppins. So, yeah, Disney. but seriously, you think it's going to do better against the Avengers than it's going to do against Mary? Poppins? No, they weren't going to. No, they switched it. It was supposed to come out around Christmas time. Right. It was supposed to come out at Christmas time, but they didn't want to because they thought it would compete with no, Mary Poppins. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I had heard. No, it was supposed to come out around Christmas time. And then they switched Mary Poppins. They, you know, they gave Mary Poppins their slot because they felt that Mary Poppins would do better at Christmas because they felt it was more of a Christmas movie. And they felt, well, we'll just really solo in the summer. But I will say, I agree with you. I, I don't think it was a bad movie. I think it was definitely better than The Rise of Skywalker. It was. Um, I, I will agree with that. It was. Um. You know, there were some problems. Um, it was a good sci-fi movie. It was, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a good Star Wars movie because um, it is. It's tough to kind of replace actors with younger versions of them. And we always, I've always said it. They, they did it with Chris Pine and the Star Trek crew when they rebooted Star Trek. But it, it's tough to do that with Han Solo and and uh, Lando and. My problem with the movie was, again, the villain where they gave you sympathy for the villain. And actually, she wasn't a real villain. She was just trying to save her poor, starving people. You think he's got to stop doing that crap. Yeah, but, um, I, I, but I also liked the, the guy that had the... the uh, Paul, uh, Paul Bentley? Yeah, Paul Bentley. I, I thought he... he makes a good villain. Mm, I mean, yeah, he acted well, but I just wish they would have made him a little more alien. I just feel uh, like, maybe, yeah, but I don't you know. know. I, I thought he just did a good like, job as a, as a Star Wars gangster type of guy. He, he just looked like, a you know, like somebody of today where I, I think that they should have, you know, maybe given him a cool suit or something like that, something to wear. Yeah, maybe more of a costume than just clothes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, no, I, but getting back to Tara Egerton, though, I give him credit, though, because I, I guess he felt like, he goes, well, I'm going to do this movie, and everybody's going to compare me to Harrison Ford, and I'm, I'm never going to top him. So he, he bowed out of it, which is crazy, because, I mean, he hadn't done that many movies. I mean, he, he did The Kingsman. You know, and you would think when you're an actor, somebody says, oh, yeah, well, you're up for this role and you can make maybe a million, two million dollars off of it. I'd be, you know, most people are like, give me, give me, give me, give me, you know. Yeah. But uh, he's got, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We need Fedra here. Moxie? Maybe Moxie. Um, yeah, got, that, that, that Edgar guy, he's got Moxie. He's I got. Know. He's got class, we'll say. He's got gumption. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I know they're pushing for him to be Wolverine. I just don't want to see uh, that. Either. 
I, I don't see it. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Daniel Radcliffe is going oh, to be as Wolverine. Oh, shut the hell up. I, he is. He is. I see, you know. Never, ever. He's looking more scruffy nowadays. He's grown up a bit. I, I'm... I'm I'm Team Radcliffe. I'm getting to that point. We're even gonna have glasses, like Harry Potter wear glasses. glasses and all his. He wore glasses in Harry Potter. He doesn't. Well, I don't know. Even when I see him with his glasses off, I still see glasses. I just don't like the guy. I mean, I like him as Harry Potter. So you normally see things that aren't there, Joe? No, it's just uh, he's got this face. You know, it's like his eyes are very beady. It's like he needs glasses in order to see things. I don't know. know. I think he's got those crazy Wolverine eyes. I don't know. Dude, dude, the voice is so soft, though. Uh, You got to have somebody with like that smoke at least like, you know, 100 packs a day. (laughs) Who sounds like like Christian Bale? Like, you know who would make a good sounding Wolverine? Aquafina. (laughs) Well, that, got the, then, you, then you can put that movie off my list. She's got that sexy B. Arthur voice <laughs> <laughs> that Disney's crazy about for some reason. I I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't see. I don't get the appeal on that one. I really don't. I haven't seen her lately. You know, maybe she's on vacation. I remember she was advertising for Disney Plus. I was like, you getting her to advertise? It's like, yeah. Oh, I just hasn't, watched- she been, hasn't she been doing like voice roles though? Yeah, she was in that uh, the the bad guys that animated movie. Yeah, she played the snake or something, you know. But she was good because she's a snake, you know. Or you know, like when she plays like like a like a dark character, that's good, you know. But I just don't like her voice. I don't. I just don't like her at all. I, I don't see it. That's what I, I, again, it's the herd mentality. Like someone will go see a movie and they'll say, and it's like, oh, I saw a crazy rich age and oh, and this actress Aquafina. By the way, she only has one name for her name, Aquafina, like Cher and Zendaya. Oh, <laughs> oh that's not nice. Um, well, if you have one name, well, that doesn't automatically make you. Can you <laughs> name me person. one that's not? Can you name me one that's not? Madonna. Um, yeah, I think I, I've named most of them. Adele. She's one too. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. She's she seems like fun. I'd hang out with Adele. Uh, she's. I don't like her either. She canceled all those shows in Vegas because uh, she was a jerk. But anyway, so my, my, my point is, what was my point? I had to do it Aquafina. Oh, no, I saw the herd mentality. So somebody had seen Crazy Rich Asians, like, oh, she's great, she's great, she's great. And then, you know, like a bunch of girls are like, oh, we should go see that movie. And they go see it. It's like, well, she kind of sucked, but we have to say it's great because everyone's saying she's great. You know, she wasn't that good. She was barely in the damn movie. She just was annoying. I, I Even though just... Constance, Constance Wu was very cute. No, she was cute. I mean, I would have... I would have preferred the movie if if Aqua. It's not that she ruined it, but I don't see how she was the breakout star of that movie. You know. No, she she's once again she was the quirky best friend, and there's nothing wrong with that. She's be, but she was just so damn annoying in Shang Shang Chi. That's all. She's so damn annoying. In that movie. Yeah. Well, Disney apparently has got 
its fangs in her. So they love her. They think she's wonderful. She's going to be, you know, I'm kind of glad, you know, they didn't do it that with The Rock. It sounds like Warner Brothers has got The Rock, you know, uh, for a while anyway. Anyway, all right, let's wrap this baby up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can find me at jack at wdwnt.com. And you can find me at joe at wdwnt.com. Or send me a friend request on Facebook. And also check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 35. So until next time, see ya. Good night, Mrs. Twilliger, wherever you are. And feel better, Fletcher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>